The Right to Take Oneself Off from The Shadow on the Dial and Other Essays by Ambrose Bierce. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dale Grothman. The Right to Take Oneself Off by Ambrose Bierce. A person who loses heart and hope through a personal bereavement is like a grain of sand on the seashore, complaining that the tide has washed a neighboring grain of sand out of reach. He is worse, for the bereaved grain cannot help itself. It has to be a grain of sand and play the game of tide, win or lose, whereas he can quit. By watching his opportunity can quit a winner, for sometimes we do beat the man who keeps the table, never in the long run, but infrequently, and out of small stakes. But this is no time to cash in and go, for you cannot take your little winnings with you. The time to quit is when you have lost a big stake, your full hope of eventual success, your fortitude, and your love of the game. If you stay in the game, which you are not compelled to do, Take your losses in good temper, and do not whine about them. They are hard to bear, but that is no reason why you should be. But we are told with tiresome iteration that we are put here for some purpose, not disclosed, and have no right to retire until summoned. It may be by smallpox, it may be by the bludgeon of a black guard, it may be by the kick of a cow, the summoning power said to be the same as the pudding power has not a nice taste in the choice of messengers that argument is not worth attention for it is unsupported by either evidence or anything remotely resembling evidence put here indeed and by the keeper of the table who runs the skin game we were put here by our parents that is all anybody knows about it and they had no more authority than we and probably no more intention the notion that we have no right to take our own lives comes from our consciousness that we have not the courage it is the plea of the coward his excuse for continuing to live when he has nothing to live for or his provision against such a time in the future if he were not egotist as well as coward he would need no excuse to one who does not regard himself as the center of creation and his sorrow as the throes of the universe life if not worth living is also not worth leaving the ancient philosopher who was asked why he did not the if as he taught life was no better than death replied because death is no better than life we do not know that either proposition is true but the matter is not worth bothering about for both states are supportable life despite its pleasures and death despite its repose it was robert g ingersoll's opinion that there is rather too little than too much suicide in the world that people are so cowardly as to live on long after endurance has ceased to be a virtue this view is but a return to the wisdom of the ancients in whose splendid civilization suicide was an honorable place as any other courageous reasonable an unselfish act. Anthony, Brutus, Cato, Seneca, 
these were not the kind of men to do deeds of cowardice and folly the smug self-righteous modern way of looking upon the act as that of a craven or a lunatic is the creation of priests philistines and women if courage is manifest in endurance of profitless discomfort it is cowardice to warm oneself when cold to cure oneself when ill to drive away mosquitoes to go in when it rains the pursuit of happiness then is not an inalienable right for that implies avoidance of pain no principle is involved in this matter suicide is justifiable or not according to the circumstances each case is to be considered on its merits and he having the act under advisement is the sole judge to his decision made with whatever light he may have chance to have all honest minds will bow the appellate has no court in which to take his appeal nowhere is a justification so comprehensive as to embrace the right of condemning the wretched to life suicide is always courageous we call it courage in a soldier merely to face death say to lead a forlorn hope although he has a chance of life and a certainty of glory but the suicide does more than face death he incurs it and with a certainty not of glory but of reproach if that is not courage we must reform our vocabulary true there may be a higher courage in living than in dying a moral courage greater than physical the courage of the suicide like that of the pirate is not incompatible with a selfish disregard of the rights and interests of others a cruel requency to duty and decency i have been asked do you not think it cowardly that a man leaves his family unprovided for to end his life because he is dissatisfied with life in general no i do not i think it selfish and cruel is that not enough to say of it must we distort words from their true meaning in order more efficiently to damn the act and cover its author with the greater infamy a word means something despite the meanderings of the lexicographers it does not mean whatever you want it to mean cowardice means the fear of danger not the shirking of duty the writer who allows himself as much liberty in the use of words as he is allowed by the dictionary maker and by popular consent is a bad writer he can make no impression on his readers and would do better service at a ribbon counter the ethics of suicide is not a simple matter one cannot lay down laws of universal application but each case is to be judged if judged at all with the full knowledge of all the circumstances including the mental and moral makeup of the person taking his own life an impossible qualification for judgment one's time race and religion will have much to do with it some people like the ancient romans and the modern japanese have considered suicide in certain circumstances honorable and obligatory among ourselves it is held in disfavor a man of sense will not give much attention to considerations of that kind excepting as in so far they affect others but in judging weak offenders they are to be taken into account speaking generally then i should say that in our time and country the following persons and some others are justified in removing themselves and that to some of them 
it is a duty one affected with a painful or loathsome and incurable disease one who is in a heavy burden to his friends with no prospect of their relief one threatened with permanent insanity one irreclaimably addicted to drunkenness or some similar destructive or offensive habit one without friends property employment or hope one who has disgraced himself why do we honor the valiant soldier sailor or fireman for obedience to duty not at all that alone without the peril seldom elicits remark never evokes enthusiasm it is because he faces without flinching the risk of that supreme disaster or what we feel to be such death but look you the soldier braves the danger of death the suicide braves death itself the leader of the forlorn hope may not be struck the sailor who voluntarily goes down with his ship may be picked up or cast ashore it is not certain that the wall will topple until the fireman shall have descended with his precious burden but the suicide he is the foeman that never missed a mark he is the sea that gives nothing back the wall that he mounts bears no man's weight and his at the end of it all is the dishonored grave where the wild ass of public opinion stamps o'er his head but cannot break his sleep the end of the right to take oneself off by ambrose bierce